while police photographing our license plate. What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Hello everyone, this is the Reasonable Voices News Talk radio program and I'm your host Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. I have a very exciting guest today. Our reasonable voice today is Maria Olon Tsaruja, actor, director, educator, researcher, author, futurist, acting coach, artistic director, and founder of the Perceptual Acting and Directing Theory and Method, who has written the book Supraconscious, The Genius Within You. Welcome, Maria Olon. How are you today? Hello, Marcelo. Hello, everyone. Hello to this world. I'm fine and uh, very happy to have this conversation with you today. I'm looking forward to it, too, really, if only to hear your voice. <laughs> but, uh, but, of course, I want to hear all the wonderful things we're going to discuss with your, your book, Supraconsciousness, The Genius Within You, has been called Meditation in Action. So first... Do you agree with that assessment? And if so, can you explain how your book is a meditation in action? Yeah, of course. Uh, well, it's been called meditation in action by the dearest friend of all of us, who is Deepak Chopra. And um, I'm very honored and happy to meet him and to have this uh, endorsement by him. It's meditation in action because it's uh, it portrays and analyzes how how uh, we can uh, view everything from a point of view from another dimension even though we cannot uh, we're not aware of this dimension because we understand the world three-dimensionally mm. uh, still we instinctively the subconscious which is approximately 90 percent uh, most of it you know our subconscious mind is very helpful for us if we if we communicate with it in order to sense everything from a different point of view and uh, when we take fear out of it, it just uh, it reveals, uh, you know, um, it reveals uh, a way for us to communicate through different lenses. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Was your primary arts profession acting when you began developing your method of uh, perceptual acting and directing 15 years ago? Well, uh, my uh, my first study was in sociology, and uh, and then uh, and I, I've always wanted to be an actor. So I was uh, accepted by the American Academy of Dramatic Arts here in New York. I auditioned and I was accepted. And I moved here in New York for four years, and I started when I was uh, young. And then uh, I went back to Greece for the summer. And I met uh, my husband, so <laughs> instead of uh, coming back to New York, I just stayed in Greece, uh, and uh, I created a family, two kids, but I worked as an actor throughout the last uh, 25, almost 30 years. I've been working in Greece as an actor and a director, and... Um, 15 years ago, while I was uh, performing on stage, a very difficult part uh, played by Tracy Letts' Bug, 
which is also a movie mm-hmm. um, and it's a very very difficult character um, Agnes I had a revelation on stage and uh, there were so many questions for me not answered by method acting I'm a fanatic method actor I should say that I know people are pro or against method acting but I'm one of these uh, actors that I found the the tools that method acting gave me mm-hmm. uh, the I chose most of these tools and uh, I found out that they're very, very useful as a technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the technique and all the techniques, the techniques that I've been using in the theater as an actor didn't quite answer to me the most, uh, the most uh, um, uh, important uh, answer that I needed to answer to me as a human being. And that was, who am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I on stage? Who am I when I perform? When I'm uh, performing this character? Because you know, Marcello, the the answer I'm the character, or it's me. Mm-hmm. I'm both, mm-hmm. or I'm no one, or it's very frustrating. Yes, uh, it's funny because I say to my friends that uh, if you see somebody in the street performing to be a Napoleon, for example, mm-hmm. right, or any any part, like yes. he's. A, is this, we say, oh, this crazy guy, look at him, you know, and he's, he's so much into it. And we consider him to have a mental disease. <laughs> and then people come to the theater to see us trying to do perfectly, trying to be in the shoes and, and of, of uh, what this guy is doing in the street, who absolutely feels that he's, senses that he's Napoleon. Exactly. This is, uh, this is a uh, uh, this is not quite right. Mm-hmm. So I w- I was wondering, okay, who am I? Am I the character or me? And this was the question that had me, you know, just I wanted to answer this. And then I had this I had this revelation on stage also, this enlightenment, this opening to a different dimension. And that was the moment when I realized that uh, I had to do something with it. And I started the research. And uh, the research for uh, who am I, I had to go through many different fields of study, Mm. like neuroscience, neuroplasticity, all the modern inquiries of uh, psychology, and the alignment of the Eastern and the Western uh, philosophy, Mm. which... uh, we we say the same things it's just that we div- uh, we use a different a different codes of language you know the the in in the west we want to uh we want to have facts we use science and then the eastern philosophies have said everything with the not the scientific uh, wording so mm. and then also the ancient greek uh, the ancient greeks and the philosophy of the ancient greeks about the cosmos and about uh, the soul yes. language also, because, you know, the Greek language is a very vital and very uh, rich language. So it has many answers. And within the language, we found the answers. Uh, and then, of course, I had uh, pieces of the puzzle, mm-hmm. uh, but I couldn't connect the puzzle. Uh. Yeah, because, you know, the question, who am I, is a philosophical question that hasn't been answered yet mm-hmm. from 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 humans right yes. that's what we always we always and we all are searching within any anything that we're doing in life yes uh, how to be loved how to be um how to be loved and how to reach highest consciousness of perceiving the reality uh, of our existence mm-hmm. uh, beyond the boundaries of our physicality beyond the boundaries of our everyday morning, night, morning, night, you, uh, you know, beyond all these things. So, so, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just curious, you just said a very... Uh, oh, please interrupt uh, me, otherwise I'm going to keep to the talking <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm no, losing I'm my it. mind and uh, my thoughts, you know. <laughs> but I'm loving yeah. it. I'm, but I'm just wondering, because of what you just said, did you write Superconscious to introduce the latest information about higher consciousness and expanded awareness is is that part of its mission 
Exactly. Okay. I had to do it because if I didn't do it, uh, I had to find a way to communicate to the audience and to people, to all kinds of people, not all, only artists, what's it all about. Because acting helped me to realize who I am as mm. a human being. Mm -hmm. I had to answer this question first in order to answer who am I on stage. So super, uh, so because you know, it's really for actors. I know, and I'm absolutely certain <laughs> that most of us have been in this position, which is, uh, which is uh, while we're performing on stage, there's these tiny moments, moments, more seconds, mm -hmm. right? Oh, that yes. this subconscious thought uh, crosses our minds, and that thought is, oh, come on, mm -hmm. who are you kidding now? What are you doing? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, Am I right? Oh, yes, yes. And you know, this this thought, it's a divine thought. Mm. Because you don't need to answer who, are you, who you are on stage at this moment. That's just a frame of your being portraying part of your infinite potential in a realm of infinity of existence. Hmm. So in in that sense, this question was bothering me the whole time. Although I consider myself to be a a, a brave actor, you know, uh -huh. yes, <laughs> a, a good actor, a very good actor. So it's, I, I I couldn't deal with it. So and after two hundred thirteen, I think performances that I've given uh, as Agnes in Bug. While I was in the, in the middle of the play, uh, saying a monologue, and I was crying, and I was so much into that, mm -hmm. and you know all these all these uh, very strong emotions that we're having on stage in strong monologues, mm -hmm. then in front of me, my fourth wall yes. just disappeared, mm -hmm. and uh, and I I was connected with a. Uh, with the dimension, I may say, uh, beyond my understanding, my three-dimensional understanding, uh -huh. I almost, yeah, I almost uh, lost lost myself, and within that losing, I just found my my ex existential self. Wow, is that what you're describing just now? Is that perceptual acting and directing? Two of you have been directing. Is that what that is? to this perceptual acting, to lose oneself? Is that a, a new system? I guess I'm asking. Yeah, it's actually a new system that answers, it's based on the method of, uh, on the methods and the exercises of Meissner, Stella Adler, Jura Hagen, mm -hmm. Lee Strasberg, and it also takes uh, beyond the system of Stanislavski, further mm. beyond, mm -hmm. because this answers is the gap that I found in method acting, uh -huh. in, in in all these techniques, right? Yes. So, perceptual acting and directing, it's it has exercises, it has it's a philosophy mm -hmm. and a theory based on what I've been saying up to now that inform us and give us a way to work with our conscious mind within the triangle of uh, ego, uh, subconscious, and higher self, mm -hmm. within the triangle of uh, me, you, and all of us. Yes. And uh, I also introduced new, uh, new concepts uh, as a concept of frames, uh -huh. and what that is for an artist, and what that is uh, for you as a human being. Uh, beyond your identity of an artist. And actually, that is why the theory, perceptual acting and directing is for everybody mm. to read, yes. uh, to know. And um, yeah, actually, it's about uh, the conscious actor. Stanislavski, in his uh, last year of his life, had he was very... Uh, Concerned and very, you know, thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And he has said that he started back then uh, studying the field of consciousness. Yes. And he has said that uh, the actor of the future, my system 
is uh, is not enough. The actor of the future, if the actor of the future won't dive in the realm of consciousness. Uh, so your pad, a PAD, is a new approach approach to acting, and it you say it takes us to a higher realm of Stanislavski's method acting. Can you give us? some specifics of how it's set apart or builds on, goes beyond Stanislavski's method? Uh, uh, yeah, I should say uh, also that supraconscious, yes. the, the title of the book, uh, is actually a word that Stanislavski used for mm. that, for the actor of the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's actually uh, his word, right? So I'm... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm having. I'm, I believe that. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely believe that if Stanislavski was alive, you know, and he had all the information that I got, because I live in a different era than Stanislavski, so uh, the la- the late all these uh, years, um, we are in an era where consciousness is very much uh, into. Uh, very much alive the field of consciousness and everybody and we're trying to connect the dots uh, Mm. of the different fields of study uh, in order to find answers from all fields of study because no field on its own can give us the answers that we're seeking yes so to to come back to your question um, to give you uh, all right there is uh, some um, uh, you know, in the contents of the book, for example, I have a, uh, okay, something that's for the artist, okay, that's not for uh, for for everybody, but uh-huh. I believe that almost everybody has experienced that, but uh, the method and the theory, it's for the artist, and then again, and, uh, and then again for everybody, but there are certain things that other people uh, probably wouldn't wouldn't want to dive that uh, you know so deep. Uh huh. I understand. Uh, so one of these things that I don't know uh, who really wants to to dive in that deep uh, in so deep waters, it's the the fifth wall. So the fifth wall goes beyond the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's uh, uh, what happens. Uh, no, you see, I'm forgetting a word in English, uh, that it's a word that I want to use right now. All right, uh, I tell you what, let's do, and, and it's fine. We'll, let's take a break now, and we'll both remember <laughs> during during our break. But we're going, to, we're going to take a short break, everyone. This is fascinating. We are listening to Maria Olon Tsaruja, and she's an actor, she's a director, she's an educator, researcher, author, futurist, acting coach, artistic director, and founder of the Perceptual Acting and Directing Theory and Method, which she writes about in her new book, Supra Conscious, The Genius Within You. We're going to come back, and she's, uh, well, she's going to continue to educate us about the fifth wall and many other things. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Joe Eisen, half of the new Broadway-bound musical theater duo of Eisen and Kepfinger with new plays for a new world. We'd like to share a sample of our work with you by playing just a bit of a title track from Eve of Beltane, a love story that looks beyond reason to find the rhymes of the heart. Have a listen. Now there's a lantern in the churchyard from a hundred years ago Dropped by desperate lovers trying to find their way When her father's henchmen found them He laid waste to all their dreams And now it's said that lantern glows each first of
This is Joe Eisen from the writing team of Eisen and Kepfinger, and that was the title song from our new musical play, The Eve of Beltane. Feel free to explore and hear more at our website, www.eveofbeltane.com. We look forward to meeting you. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio Program. My guest today, my reasonable voice today, is Maria Olon Tsaruja. If you're just tuning in, she is an actor, a director, an educator, researcher, author, futurist, acting coach, artistic director, and founder of Perceptual Acting and Directing Theory and Method. She's written a new book, Supra Conscious, The Genius Within You. And as we were ending the first segment, Maria brought up something that really intrigued me. Um, I mean, they... Her entire concepts are intriguing to me, but she mentioned the fifth wall. Now, those in theater know the fourth wall is that that imaginary uh, boundary, shall we say, Maria? Is that good? Between uh-huh. we on the stage and the audience. But Maria has talking about the fifth wall. So, Maria, can you and Stanislavski take us into the future? <laughs> that was really nice. Um... So the fifth wall, actually, it's uh, it has to do with the observer and uh, what is that which observes. Uh-huh. So, uh, for, for example, we have our physical body and we're uh, portraying a, a character and we're acting, so we're in an action on stage. Meanwhile, there is the subconscious and the subconscious level, very, very deep, things are happening that's why we're using, for example, our intuition. Some, not sometimes. We should use our intuition most of the times. We mm. should be free and we should be open to the information that are coming from the subconscious. So, I, I may say that simultaneously there is the observed and the observer, and uh, the observed is the physical body we. Mm-hmm. The identity of who we are on stage. It doesn't matter, you know, Marcello, it doesn't matter if it's us as, for example, me as Maria or me as Ophelia or Agnes or any other character. It doesn't really matter. That has to do with another concept that I introduced, which are the frames. But it's a, a me and then there is it, which is the observer who observes me. Mm-hmm. And the observer who observes me, it's my existence, my whole existence. It's my divine part. Mm-hmm. And then we have to, we have to, you know, which is something that we won't do but uh, right now because it's a whole conversation. We go into philosophy and we go into neuroscience and to quantum physics. Physics, mm-hmm. what is the human nature? What is our human form? Uh, is it our DNA or is it, it do we have a, a shape and a form or this is what we understand I will say again three dimensionally because we are three dimension this is what we understand as humans right yes so when you're connected with the observer who observes you and you're connected with that part of you because it is not something else outside of you mm-hmm. the question is what is you or who am I, as I said from the beginning, right? Yes. Uh, then it's as if you're losing the physical form, as if you become, as Odysseus uh, said to the Kiklopas in, uh, uh, by Homer's, when he wanted to, uh, to save himself, Ulysses asked uh, the Kiklopas, said, who blinded me? Mm. And he answered, nobody. Mm. So when he was nobody... He was. He could be everybody. So there was no blame. Mm-hmm. They can't be blamed to nobody. Mm. You see. So in that sense, when you become nobody, but when you sense that in a meditative state of mind, that since you are not yourself on stage, since you are not the character, since you are nobody and sees your everything together yourself your character and all the all the all the characters that you may portray in your life then there is an openness and an enlightenment mm. so if you start working in that process the acting becomes a, a totally different 
kind of uh, of acting, let's say. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I want to step back just a moment because I want to make clear to everyone that and you have said this now quite a bit in both segments, that you did a great deal of scientific research. I'm being a little funny here, but I, I mean the question seriously. I remember when I finished high school and first started looking at colleges, I didn't understand the combination department title of the arts and sciences. I, okay. I didn't get that. I was, you know, I was a high school graduate and I wanted to come for the arts, not the sciences. But finally, I have to say thank you today. I get the feeling that you are explaining the arts and sciences as a combination to me and all all of us listening today as a kind of new harmony between the arts and sciences. Is that am I am I pushing uh, too far or uh, not at all? Okay. And thank you for saying that. Uh, absolutely. Well, I want to say something about me and introduce myself not what I do but how I think mm -hmm. <laughs> which is mainly who I am you know it doesn't matter what I do or what I've succeeded or where I failed in life what matters for me personally uh, it's uh, how I think mm -hmm. so I figure out throughout my life that in order for me my motto is a sanity versus insanity mm. in order for me to keep myself my mind sane in this absurd and crazy world we all know what we're talking about right yes yes this world full of information most of the information we don't need i had to get in touch with my uh, i had to reconstruct a healthy value system mm. and a healthy belief system i have to remember every morning that i wake up that i know nothing mm. And I have when when I get a new information, I have to figure out: Will that help? Do I need it? Is that something useful or not? And this is how I uh, this is what I do in life every day. Because in the end, the higher energy uh, that uh, should be uh, we should be aware of it is love and kindness mm. and we and people have forgotten about this there we are so preoccupied with all other things that we forgot that we're part of nature and what i'm saying now marcello doesn't come from me being a philosopher it mm. comes from the sciences i figure out through my study these 15 years that uh, with the new information that we get from quantum physics from the philosophy of quantum yes. physics mm. i may say uh, we we introduce new concepts to the arts also. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, and I also want to say that you know sometimes uh, we feel like, uh, what are we doing actually on on stage? Mm -hmm. What are we really? What do we really do? Why people are coming to uh, do come in the theater to see us being somebody else? Yes. Uh, and we know the answer is because uh, that has to do also with ancient Greeks that, you know, they uh, that way it has to do with society and uh, all these uh, older concepts. But truly, through the quantum understanding of things, we are all interconnected. Yes. Yeah. So in that sense, uh, me talking to you, you talking to me, people listening to us, it's not a, a coincidence. It's a part of our of our inner self that explores a part of ourself in getting to know and and it synchronized in that uh, as a radio as you're tuning the radio right mm -hmm. yeah. uh, in in a clear in a in a frame where you get the information you need to get yes yes. I wanted to say just this for the arts and the science. Uh -huh. My belief is that, uh, and that's actually, and thanking me, I'm thanking you for having the chance to say that, that uh, I want to continue my research on the superconscious human, uh, and I want to I wanna bring in, in the research and table a neuroscientist and study the brain of a method actor when they are, getting into the character because mm. I do believe that uh, this study will give us answers on what experience is all about. Wow. 
<laughs> you know, I, I know you said part of your book might not be of the same interest level for the general public as it is for the artists and specifically for acting and directing, but I think what you're talking about sounds to me like the daily lives of the general public would definitely be uh, impacted by this book. And of course, performers on stage and on camera and directors, but what, what, for instance, to prove my point, I'm going to ask you a question about a quote of yours. What do you mean by living is acting? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the child comes out of me now. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, you know, in Greek, uh, for the word actor, we use the word uh, ethopios, which means ethos and po it comes from from the from the verb uh po which is uh performing my best uh, parts with ethos mm. ethopios mm-hmm. which means uh, ethos means uh it's ethos in in english right yes, ethos, yes it is uh-huh. correct yes so but in English, and uh, and let's not forget that I come, my acting comes from uh, from a acting school here in the United States. In English, we say I'm acting, and mm. we know that acting is a verb. Yes. But acting is everything that we do ev- in every moment in our lives. Mm. It's it's uh, an energetic verb. So now that we're talking we're into an action we're doing something mm-hmm. you want something i want something we're not actors you're i'm giving an, uh, an interview you're take you're uh, interviewing me mm-hmm. right yes we're not performing on stage right now That's or right. if if i'm a mother and i go now in the kitchen uh, when i finish this call and i go to my children and i say did you get ready to 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 go wherever you have to go after the interview they will answer to me. They want something. I want something. We are into an action. We are mm. actors in the moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. In the in the in the identity that we are having at the moment. Now, for the audiences, for you, I am this title. You know that you the 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 actor, the director, the researcher, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. For my kids, I'm their mom. Mm. Yes. <laughs> different, different identities, different roles, yes, right? Yes. Different. It's not that I'm a different person. Who am I? Let's start. <laughs> you know, mm. but it's just different acting processes. So in our day life, we are in acting processes throughout our everyday, everyday, everyday actions. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, living becomes acting. So in the book, I'm introducing a new, uh, a new way to conceive the word actor. Excellent. All right. We want to make certain we get all the information we can to, uh, we're not going quite yet, but I don't want to run out of time before we make certain we know that everyone knows, listening knows how to get the book, the title of the book, how to reach out to you. So... I will say that uh, your website, which I've visited a number of times, is www.maria, Olon is O-L-O-N dot com. So that's Maria, M-A-R-I-A-O-L-O-N dot com. And is there any contact information that you wish to share, uh, Maria, in addition to that? If not, that's okay. Uh well I have a prof- I have my site you know Maria Olon on Facebook on all the social media people if you if they reach my name or if they reach supraconscious yes. the word supraconscious uh they can reach me and uh, um the book is on Amazon if somebody goes you know supraconscious the genius within you with a title uh, it's on Amazon, so people can find the book. <laughs> okay, Supra, S-U-P-R-A, Conscious, The Genius Within You, on Amazon, by our guest today. Before we go, I asked Maria for some idea of, of what she might want to talk about, and one of the things that she said or sent to me was, 
makes me want to ask this question. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, she's one of those guests that you, you ask a question and she her answers make you want to ask more questions. And I'm loving it. But here it is. I have never asked this question on this show, even though the name of the show is The Reasonable Voice. And I write as The Reasonable Voice, as most of you probably know by now. But Maria, what is a reasonable voice for you? Right. Uh, well, actually, I love the reasonable voice because <laughs> actually, you know, um, your uh, the reasonable voice. It's in a way, my dear Marcello, a super conscious human. Ooh. <laughs> so that's why I I I gave you this question uh, because I was and this is again, you know how everything is interconnected mm. because uh, when you are super conscious that means when you are aware of all these things that I'm that uh, somebody can explore in the book and all this this philosophy that I'm talking about uh, and you come to a higher level of consciousness uh, then you then and only then you become reasonable and for me uh People should have a voice um, only when they're reason reasonable in a higher state mm. of consciousness, because only then uh, we uh, only from enlightened uh, people uh, we should uh, uh, this world can be saved. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying. Wow, what a way to end! But I want to also remind everyone. I know we just said it, but this is important. Our reasonable voice today is Maria Olon Tsaruja. And Bravo. Thank you. And, and she is from Greece, and she lives in New York City, and she has children studying science. She's a great influence on her family and as well as on us and the book. The book is at Amazon, and, and you should read it. It, it. it certainly has specific things, as Maria has been saying to us, that are for the artist, for acting, for directing. But this book is about life. It's about how we think about ourselves and communicate and how we relate to one another. What I said earlier when I went to college initially, the arts and sciences... I had no idea why they were connected. Well, Maria has made that clear today for all of us. So, Supra Consciousness, The Genius Within You, at Amazon, by our guest today. Maria, any parting words that you want us to take away from this conversation? The thing you want us to remember most or think about most? Um, yeah, I know. I the only thing that I want to say is that uh, in order, I do believe in um, in a better world. I do believe that people should get over their embryonic state of mind uh, and their ego. And the only way to do that, it's love and kindness. That's the only thing I want to say. Okay. I think that <laughs> says it all. I, yeah. <laughs> I think that says it all. Thank you so much, Maria, for being on the show today. I thoroughly enjoyed everything you had to say. And as a, a you know, 40-year career in directing and acting and writing, I'm going to tell you, I'm not only going to get your book and read it, but it has enhanced my thoughts. And I've been doing this a long time, but I'm sitting here listening to it. I'm going, yes, we have, we have reached a point as, as humankind, as human beings, where we, we have evolved and whether we know it or not, we need to we need to become aware of it. How about that? But the the evolution is already there. We're just not tapping into it necessarily. Is that accurate? Uh, absolutely accurate. You said it all. Okay. I I, I want to thank you. I want to thank you very much, Marcello, and I want to thank everybody who is listening and everybody who is not listening. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, yes. Who are listening? Who are listening? You know, through other kind of uh, communicative processes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I hear you. Say your name for me once, so they hear it the way it should be pronounced. Okay. My name is. Uh, say it with a Greek accent or with an American accent. Well, I'll say let, both. Say both, actually. Yes. Okay. In Greek, we say Maria. Olon Tsaruja, and in America we say Maria Olon Tsaruja. 
<laughs> we should say Tsaruha. It's just it's just very difficult for people here to pronounce that name, so that's why I have also Alam. Okay. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being on the show. We wish you all the very best. And we're going to Zoom so I can get a good look at you, too. That will be wonderful. Okay? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Marcelo. Um, uh, just send me the info, okay? And okay. Uh, we'll, we'll be on Zoom. Fantastic. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye. And I should mention, by the way, that Maria was introduced to me by a mutual friend who is one of the best playwrights I've ever had the good pleasure to meet and a former guest and that's Connie Kepfinger, who was on not too terribly long ago. Thank you to all of you for tuning in today. It's been a marvelous show. I hope you found it as enlightening as I have. This is Marcello Rolando, The Reasonable Voice. And now from the Grammy-nominated band, Dozat San Marie, featuring former guests and husband-wife duo, Matt Dozat and Heather San Marie. On behalf of the American Cancer Society, the band, Dozat Samari singing Common Ground. It's hard watching the whole world drown. Friends and foes in the landslide taking the Victors in the dust And the quiet of dangers Fall silent as it dawns All the tired and the faithless Seek
I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. Who are we really? What we have in common or what we don't? Are we proof of American exceptionalism or worn down by corporatism's commercialized opinion-making zombies? Have we settled for being manipulated by moneyed motivators maneuvering us like chessboard pieces to maintain their kingship status quo depleting our income. 248 years after our Boston Tea Party, are the 20% of the new America's loyalists to King George III reincarnated in the 40% of Americans loyal to the new trumped GOP? Or are there more 2022 conservatives like Liz Cheney rather than Joe Manchin? We can hold accountable the pawns of illegitimate power violently attempting the 6th January 2021 coup, by the way, reminiscent of the business plot attempt by wealthy bankers and businessmen to replace our 32nd president with a dictator. Or we can defy what is past is prologue by following the money financing the treasonous provocateurs on air, online, and in government. Did we not learn from Bismarck and Germany's aristocracy that only a free people in a free society can control an out-of-control, single-minded, morally deficient dictator convinced the repetition of a big lie would grant him power over all the people all of the time, wrapped in a flag and or brandishing a Bible to incite foot soldiers to destroy a democratic republic unless, as Franklin challenged, if we can keep it, with our votes. We can favor opposites, defend opposing opinions, and still join forces for the greater good, or continue to be manipulated by both Wall Street and K Street, contorting truth to blind us to what we share in common. Are we the personification of brotherly love or the brutes of border bias? We can either work toward our exceptional dream of a more perfect union or settle for living in denial of what our overconsuming self-indulgence for instant gratification has wrought on our children and planet. Are we, for family's sake, vaccinated, maintaining safe distances, and masked, or trumped by hypocrites, foolheartedly offering a digit gesticulation to common sense? We can continue to be a nation addicted to adding EST to the end of as many words as possible, thinking it boosts our American prowess, or we can admit and accept we're not the best nor even the brightest when embracing empire-building while relegating less fortunate nations to America-first vulgarities. Which choice should we make to best transport our holiday spirit of giving into 2022, loving our neighbors as ourselves, or worshipping political demagogues? We can personify justice for all, or be imbibed with justice denied. Is our belief in ourselves contingent upon President John F. Kennedy and his son returning alive at the site of his November 22, 1963 assassination to anoint a delusional ex-president? Or is our faith placed in preserving the institutional senatorial power now finally favoring Americans knowing what and who were behind the attempted coup of the United States of America, albeit 11 months after the fact? while still too busy to face his tornado-ravaged constituents. Do we still emulate Abraham, Martin, John, and Bobby, asking what we can do for our country, or do we violently attack the congressional certification of the will of we the people? We can be real or fake, honest or foxy, patriots or bigots. We can claim we love God and country, but unless we love all living here of every hue as we love ourselves, it will be the greatest lie we utter about the big lie liar. 
we can vote for a Republican Party which no longer embraces the Emancipation Proclamation nor reflects the United and United States of America, or we can melt down 1920s status symbols memorializing legal racism and propel our neglected union's harmonious spirit into every fiber of our being throughout the coming year. We can continue believing the lie that all Americans were born into equal opportunity, equal justice for all, and equal potential for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Or we can wake up, admit not only is the proverbial level playing field non-existent, but for more than 43% of Americans, the goalposts continue to move out of sight. We can even be a democratic representative, updating Reagan's repulsive welfare queen political exploitation, or see ourselves renewed in Americans who nominated our 46th president. We can continue thinking mental health is the stepchild of physical health care, or we can insist health insurance providers and governors join the 21st century. We can educate ourselves with half-truths, or all who were born here can choose to learn why so many are dying to live here. Are we a people for whom a sad shake of the head is sufficient response to domestic terrorism, gun violence, and 800,000 COVID deaths? Or shall we carefully reread our Bill of Rights? until we comprehend what it guarantees and what it does not. Only we the people can decide whether America is to be or not to be, for that is the question we must answer. Thank you, and join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.